What if you were asked to write a function that has a horizontal asymptote of y equals 4? You would need to come up with a function whose y values approached 4 as x approached positive infinity and as x approached negative infinity. So a horizontal asymptote of y equals 4. So you would need a function whose dominant terms had the same powers, top and bottom, and had the ratio of the coefficients equaling 4. So take a minute, write down an example of a function where the horizontal asymptote would be 4. And now I'm going to show you some possible functions. 4x plus 1 over x minus 2. The dominant terms are the x terms, top and bottom, and the ratio of their coefficients is 4 over 1. So that would have a horizontal asymptote of y equals 4, wouldn't it? In fact, let me turn off these other ones and we'll look at it. Going to the graph. This isn't a great window, is it? Because we can't see the end behavior very well. So I'll try a zoom standard first. There we go. So it looks like we have a horizontal asymptote at y equals 4, although it's very difficult to see from the graph, isn't it? Because there's some space here, and you would need to go way out to know for sure. You could use the trace and see where the x values are approaching, but it might take a while to get there and you're not going to know for sure. And that's not a great feeling on a test to not know for sure if your answer is exactly right. So then going back to the formula, we can verify for ourselves that the leading dominant terms are 4x and x. Their ratio is 4. So it looks like a horizontal asymptote of 4. Now the next function here, 4x squared over x squared, and all this other stuff does not come into play when x is going to infinity or negative infinity, does it? Now, it does affect the middle parts of the graph, but the end behavior is really only determined by these dominant terms, 4x squared over x squared. And let's check that out for ourselves. I'm going to turn off the top function, and we're going to look at this one. That's not it. Okay, this one has a little more calculating to do. This looks like it has two vertical asymptotes. Notice you had an x squared in the denominator, so there must be two solutions to setting the denominator equal to zero, right? Because then you'd have two vertical asymptotes. So let's um, make this window a little bigger so we can see more of what we're doing. Green diamond window. How about negative 20 to 20 and the same on the y? Maybe even more on the y. Negative 20 to 20 on the x, and then on the y, maybe negative 50 to positive 50, so we can see what's happening. Now maybe it'll be too much, we'll find out. Green diamond, F3. At least now we can see what's going on on the right-hand side. Now, this part is obscured now, but we had a, a good view of that in the beginning. So you can see this is not the same function as what we graphed in y1. This is much more complicated than the first function that had a horizontal asymptote of y equals 4. But it looks like maybe this one could also have a horizontal asymptote y equals 4. I'm going to go to value, math value, 
and I'm going to enter an x of negative, fi- negative 49, because I know my window goes to negative 50. Window variables domain pops up when you try to get a value of something that's not in the window. Oh, my y went from negative 50, didn't it? But my x only went from negative 20, so I can only go to negative 19. So that happens a lot to all of us when you try to get a value and it's not in the window. I tried to go to negative 50 and my x value only goes to negative 20. My y value goes to negative 50, but that doesn't help me when I'm looking for an x. So when x is negative 19, that'll be right here in the graph right where my cursor is. And I want to see what the y value is. I'm hoping it's pretty close to 4. Oh, it's not quite big enough yet, is it? 2.6. That's not that close to 4 yet. So I would have needed a bigger window. Maybe the other side gets there sooner. I'm not sure. But I could try it. Value, math, value, and 19 positive for my x. 6.7, so it's too big, right? And I'm looking for y equals 4, so I would have to, if I want to do it this way, I have to make a bigger window. So maybe now I'll do an x value of negative 100. I'm hardly going to see anything, but the idea is to find out what the y values are doing when the x values are very large, positive, and very negative. So, green diamond graph. It's nice that we see an almost horizontal line here because that's representing a horizontal asymptote, right? So if I do math value, negative 49 maybe. Oh, I went to negative 100, didn't I? So I can do negative 99. Enter. The y value is still not 4, 3.676. It won't ever make it exactly to 4, will it? But it should be approaching it. And if I do math value on the other side, x equals, let's do 99.9, 4.3627. So we're at least getting closer to that goal of y equals 4. So you can see negative 100 to 100, I still don't have a definitive answer. So that's why it's so important to just understand what's going on with the function. And that's looking at those dominant terms. The dominant terms have 4x squared and x squared in the bottom, and when x is very large, they're the most dominant. The other guys don't affect our answer when we're looking for horizontal asymptotes. So 4x squared over x squared reduces down to 4 over 1, and that's why we have a horizontal asymptote at y equals 4. So just looking quickly at some other possible functions that have horizontal asymptotes of y equals 4. These will all have different graphs. I'll let you verify that yourself if you'd like. 4x cubed minus 56 over x cubed plus 2. You can see that the dominant terms are 4x cubed on the top and 1x cubed on the bottom. Subtracting 56 from a billion cubed does not do much to the function, does it? So the minus 56 and the plus 2 are not factors when we're looking at the long-run behavior, the horizontal asymptotes. So 4x cubed over x cubed, that reduces down to 4. So on the ends of our graph, we're approaching y equals 4. The next one, x to the fifth on top and x to the fifth on the bottom are our dominant terms. Notice their coefficients, 8 and 2. It looks at first like it won't work, but then when you reduce, you have 8 over 2 is 4. This one, 
It's common for students to say the horizontal asymptote is two-fifths, because those are the numbers they see in the beginning. That's why it's important to remember the dominant terms are the ones with the highest powers. So negative 12x squared and negative 3x squared are our dominant terms. When we take the ratio of the two, negative 12 over negative 3 is positive 4, and x squared over x squared is 1. So we've got another function whose horizontal asymptote is y equals 4. The limit as x goes to infinity is 4. The limit as x goes to negative infinity is 4. I just said the same thing three different ways. The long run behavior is y equals 4. Now you can see you want to make sure you look for the dominant terms, not the first terms. Let's look at this last function. It seems like the horizontal asymptote should be y equals 4. Let's use the calculator to make sure of that. Do you remember how to do it exactly? Go to the home screen. And that was function y5, so I'm going to use that this time. And I'm going to go to calculus, limit, number 3. And I want to take the limit of y5 of x. The common mistake is to type in y5 without putting parentheses of x. So y5 parentheses x, comma. We want to take x to maybe positive infinity first. So above catalog is the infinity key, so we hit diamond catalog. Close the parentheses. Limit of function y5 of x as x goes to positive infinity. And the answer is 4, like we thought. If we want to find the limit as x goes to negative infinity, just go to the end of the line, go back in front of the infinity, put a negative in front, and hit enter, and 4 again. What about the vertical asymptotes? What if you're asked to find the vertical asymptotes of this function? Now you can graph it and try to see what's going on there. But there might be some times when you're given a function that's difficult to determine the graphs or the vertical asymptotes exactly. In fact, let's look at this graph. I'm going to turn it on. I'm going to turn off the other ones. Other one. And I'm going to start with the zoom standard. It's not bad as far as seeing what's happening with the graph. We can see a horizontal asymptote of y equals 4. Notice this graph approaches 4 from the top on both sides. So it comes down from values larger than 4. And then it's got this other part right here. It looks like we have two vertical asymptotes. How do we know for sure we wouldn't have more than two? If you look at the function, the highest power in the denominator is squared. So there are only two possible zeros there. And therefore, we know only two possible vertical asymptotes. Now, what are those vertical asymptotes? We're certainly not going to be able to tell from the graph exactly what they are. And you might be asked for them exactly. So again, we need to look at the formula. What's going to make a vertical asymptote for this function? having non-zero over zero, right? So in order to find a vertical asymptote exactly, you would need to set the denominator equal to zero. Now this one you could actually do yourself by hand on paper, couldn't you? Because it's just 5 minus 3x squared. Set that equal to zero. You'd have negative 3x squared equals a negative 5. So x squared equals 5 thirds. So x is positive or negative the square root of 5 thirds. 
Now, I know I didn't write that down because that's for you to try as an exercise. Set 5 minus 3x squared equal to 0, and you should get that x equals positive or negative the square root of 5 thirds. Now, how would we do this on the calculator, especially if there's a middle term in here, say 2x, for example? That function right there, x squared minus 6x minus 2, if that can't be factored, which it can't, then you would have to use your calculator to set the denominator equal to 0 and solve for x. So that's what we're going to do with this one. Set the denominator equal to 0 and solve for x. Go to the home screen. And I just want to say right now, that won't be the final thing you need to do, but that's the first thing you need to do. Algebra, remember for solve, enter. Solve, you want to set the denominator equal to 0. So that was 5 minus 3x squared. And that's not going to work because that's a negative. Minus 3x squared, comma, for x. Oops, I need to set that equal to 0. A lot of times students will come to me and say, my calculator didn't give me an answer. And it's because instead of an equation, they just put an expression in, like I just did. 5 minus 3x squared, comma, x is not an equation. You need to say equals 0. Then solve for x, hit enter. And we have the square root of 15 over 3. Wait, I thought I said the square root of 5 over the square root of 3. Well, it's rationalized the denominator, hasn't it? How do we get an approximate answer? Green diamond enter. But if we wanted exact answers, this would be an appropriate solution. x equals root 15 over 3, or x equals negative square root 15 over 3. To see what that is approximately, green diamond enter. Those are the decimal approximations, 1.29099 or negative 1.29099. Now, how do I know that's the same as what I thought, square root of 5 thirds? If I enter square root of 5 thirds, second function, multiplication, I have the parentheses already, 5 divided by 3, close the parentheses, green diamond enter, there's the positive solution, 1.29099. So the square root of 5 thirds, as you can see, if you multiply top and bottom by the square root of 3, you'd get square root of 15 over 3. So our two vertical asymptotes look like they're at x equals square root of 15 over 3 and x equals negative square root 15 over 3. Now, I said that wasn't the only thing you had to do in order to find the vertical asymptotes. Can you see why, why there's one more thing I have to do? I have two solutions for setting the denominator equal to 0. What do I have to make sure of? I have to make sure that the numerator is not also 0 at either of those x values, because 0 over 0 is not necessarily a vertical asymptote. It's indeterminate, right? Remember that? So indeterminate means it might not be a vertical asymptote. It might be a hole in the graph. So I have to double check the numerator as well. So how would I plug those two x values into the numerator and make sure that I don't get 0? I would need to go to the home screen, and I would need to type in that numerator. Let's get it again. 2 minus 12x squared. So I need to type in 2 minus 12x squared. 2 minus 12x squared. And how do I plug in an x value into that? Remember the such that key? That's above the EE key over on the left here. Such that. 
and I'm going to use the square root of 15 over 3. So I'm going to say x equals square root. Actually, it's easier to use square root of 5 thirds. So I'll do 5 divided by 3. Close the parentheses. Show you what we have. 12 minus x squared such that x equals the square root of 5 thirds. Hit enter. And I do not get 0. I get negative 18. So at least that means x equals the square root of 5 thirds is a vertical asymptote for this function. If I just go to the back of the row and and head back in front of the square root sign and hit negative instead, hit enter, I get negative 18 again. So that makes sense, right? Because you're squaring a negative, it doesn't change the answer. The positive and the negative, when you square them, they're both 5 thirds. So this is 5 thirds times a negative 12 added to 2 gives us negative 18. So we can see that when x equals positive, the square root of 5 thirds, or x equals negative, the square root of 5 thirds, we get a non-zero number in the numerator over zero in the denominator, and those are our two vertical asymptotes. There wouldn't be any more than two because we were solving the quadratic equation, and if the power is two, the highest power is two, then that's the most number of zeros you could have. Could you have an x squared in the denominator and not have any vertical asymptotes? Can you think of an example there? Maybe just having x squared plus 9 in the denominator? Solve. Even x squared plus 1 in the denominator. x squared plus anything, or x to the fourth plus anything. x to an even power plus a positive number. If you try to set that equal to 0 and solve for x, Solve x to the fourth plus 1 equals 0 for x. Suppose x to the fourth plus 1 was in the denominator. Would you have any vertical asymptotes? The answer would be no, false, because x to the fourth plus 1 will always be positive, because x to the fourth is always positive or 0. And when you add 1, you have something always greater than 0. So this, actually, it's greater than or equal to 1. So this would, is a false statement when you try to set the denominator equal to 0, so that would mean no vertical asymptotes.